Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I'm going to switch gears and talk about, uh, you know, something that affects, well, a lot of us, a lot of Canadians, almost one in three, roughly somewhere around there. Um, just last week, diabetes researchers and endocrinologists gathered in Sweden for the annual meeting to discuss the latest research on a disease that affects, I think, if I remember correctly, about 11 million Canadians. So not quite one in three, but a lot. It really is a lot of people that are affected by this. So let's find out what the latest research is on this. We're going to chat now with Dr. Stuart Ross. Dr. Ross is a practicing endocrinologist at uh, LMC and a clinical professor of medicine at the University of Calgary. Dr. Ross, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Yeah, good morning. So, do I have, first of all, let's just start. Do I have the numbers right? Is it about 11 million Canadians affected by diabetes? It's very high. Um, we don't, it's sometimes very hard to know the exact numbers, but we, we get the sense that the numbers are high and they continue to increase. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and I know a ton of work, ton of research constantly being done into diabetes. Uh, some of the latest research was presented just last week. Tell us about what was discovered. I mean, the one around the once a week insulin sounds very interesting. Tell us about that. Certainly, the the, the whole interesting concept now of diabetes has been a very big change, probably in the last uh, well five, maybe ten years. But more recently, and I use the word individuality. Instead of saying you have diabetes, you have treatment A and treatment B, and that yeah. is the end of the story. Thankfully, we've moved away from that and said, what what do you need as a person? So these once a once a week insulins are a change because if you think the person with diabetes, particularly if they're on insulin, they're taking their insulin two or three, four times a day, they're doing blood tests, they're doing watching their diet, they're watching their exercise, they're going to doctors. I mean, their life can be controlled by the diabetes instead of the other way around. So the concept now is to try and find ways to get the same good results but make it easier. And once a week insulin is exactly that. Um, they, they basically are given once a week, and it's a long-acting insulin. It's one that acts in our own bodies. Whether we, If we don't have diabetes, we still have insulin buzzing around very quietly right. all the time. And that's what this does. It just reproduces that and allows the body to say, okay, I've got a base. They still may require some fast-acting insulin okay. to deal with food, but it makes it easier and the other big thing is it's just as safe. One of our biggest concerns with insulin and, and with many of the tablets are what we call low blood sugar events, and those are dangerous. So we want to avoid them. Okay, so it's not like now you're just down to one shot a week and, you know, and forget it. You're still going to be monitoring and you still might need some interventions now and then. But by and large, it eliminates a lot of the, you know, like you said, several times a day process. It does. Yes, gotcha. it does. And, and it can be designed to the, again, designed to the person rather than the disease itself. Very interesting. Okay, the other one that I thought was very surprising was we, we, when we talk about type 2 diabetes, I think most of us assume that it's a certain age and a certain weight. That those are the two factors that cause type uh, 2 diabetes. But maybe we're um, misunderstanding uh, this, correct? Correct. 
because uh, way back we uh, we used to, we used to call uh, um, type two diabetes mature diabetes, yeah. and we called the uh, young people with insulin juvenile. But you can get eighty year olds rec- having effectively juvenile diabetes, and you can get. 15-year-olds getting so-called mature. So it's better to use our numeric number. Type 1 means I need insulin to live. Type 2 means I've got other issues to deal with, particularly weight, and it can be managed by different methods. So yes, younger people unequivocally are being identified with type 2 diabetes. So the the age is no longer considered to be a factor, or not a factor, but a commonality, but the weight still is? Weight often is, yes, but there are other causes of it too. But weight is often associated with um, with type 2 diabetes. And many people are, are often blamed because you're overweight, you have diabetes. Right. And there's some truth in that. But the, the genes that control diabetes probably control weight as well. So sometimes there's a commonality. And it's much better for us to say, okay, there's a common problem here, and let's deal with it. And, and we have new treatments to do that. So the results are far better than just telling someone, go and lose weight and don't come back until you do, we can now offer them something far more substantial. I always wonder when we hear things like this, the latest research, you know, we're talking about once a week insulin, how close is that to being something that you'll be doing in your practice? So, you know, sometimes it's years down the road with some of these discoveries. Where are we on, you know, say once a week insulin? We're close. Um, the first big, we use uh, the basis of what we call clinical trials, and those clinical trials have to be completed and then approved by government agencies. It's a very good process to, to ensure that there's, there's good treatment always offered to us. Um, and those clinical trials are fully underway, and, there, and at the uh, big meeting that was held in Stockholm, they actually presented new data on the once-a-week insulin, and the results are excellent. So it has to go through regulatory, so we always count on a couple of years yeah. for that to happen. Um, but it's not in the far distance future, it's in the close future. Well, that is exciting. Dr. Ross, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time.